Who have you been maybe passing by instead of wondering what you could learn from them and looking for the lesson? Because you're missing a lot of gold. You're missing a lot of great nuggets that could probably rapidly grow your business. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another amazing mini episode of For the Love of Money episodes that I like to call my two cents. Today, I'm going to weigh in on mentorship, except I've got a whole new twist on mentorship that I realized I've been doing for a long time. And I wanted to share it with all of you because I think maybe I could open up a few more eyes. I think I could open up a few more ears. And I think we could get some really incredible results for each and every one of you if this resonates with you and if you realize you have not been doing something that I have been doing for the past couple of years. Now, I get this question quite a bit. Who's my mentor? When I get interviewed, people say, hey, who's your mentor right now? When people just you know are, are sliding into the DMs, which by the way, you can always go find me at Chris W. Harder on Instagram. I answer all of your business questions there. But when they slide into my DMs, uh, they'll oftentimes say, you know, I'm looking for a good mentor. How do I choose one? I get a lot of questions about mentors. And, and if we're really being frank, there's a lot of good mentors out there and there's a lot of bad mentors out there. And sometimes we fall victim to falling for either overpriced mentors that don't move the needle or sometimes we fall victim to um, following a mentor that we think is really shiny and they end up not being very shiny. And, and listen, that's just life. That's going to happen. But in addition to having a coach, Yes, of course, I, I have a coach, just like all of you need a coach. And in addition to belonging to masterminds, yes, I belong in masterminds. That's why I always preach that it's a must in your business. You must belong to a mastermind. In, in, in addition to those things, though, I have mentors, people that have gone first, people that I'll go to dinner with, people that um, know more than I do, people that save me time, save me money, save me headaches, save me a bunch of wrong moves, or just people that I know will listen to whatever it is that I need to share when I'm feeling down or I'm feeling defeated, and they'll get me pointed back in the right direction. Now, all of those are obvious. Coaches, masterminds, mentors, all that stuff. But that's not what I'm talking about today. I realized the other day that I treat every single person that I meet as a mentor. I treat every single person I meet as a mentor. And I've got a few examples I think that's going to really surprise you and drive this point home. So here's the first example. I was taking an Uber to the airport the other morning. It was early morning. I, I really didn't feel like chatting. I, you know, I was flying somewhere by myself. So I was already like, eh, not excited. And uh, this guy starts chatting me up a, a, just a little bit. And so I'm like, okay, I'll go with it. Never know what I'm going to learn. And right as we're chatting, all of a sudden a car totally cuts him off. and He has to slam on the brakes. And he doesn't really react. He doesn't get mad. He doesn't call him names. He doesn't flip him off. He doesn't do anything. 
He just makes the maneuver and then goes back to talking to me. And I asked him, I actually stopped him. I said, man, you must see so many crazy drivers out here driving all day. Or man, you must see so much, or you must have to deal with so much garbage on the roads every single day. Because driving in LA is, is, it's crap. It's garbage. That's what it is. And he looked at me and he said, you know, I do, but I don't get mad at them and I don't yell and I don't flip them off. He said, because I feel compassion for the bad drivers that make stupid moves. And then he went on to say this, and this is what really drove it home for me. He said, imagine how tough their life is surviving each day as dumb as they are. That's already punishment enough. I don't need to add to it. And I thought, number one, I laughed because I was like, that's really funny. Like he straight up said, imagine how tough their life is surviving each day as dumb as they are. That's punishment enough. I don't need to add to it. And at first I thought it was funny, but then immediately immediately I was like, whoa, enlightening. Because I'm the guy that'll like yell, beep, you know, flip off, do all that stuff. It's a whole bunch of wasted energy. And this guy's not wasting any of his energy. And the amount of compassion, I mean, he's on the road 24-7, it's his job. The amount of compassion that he is able to slip into immediately instead of judgment was outstanding. And I got to witness it. It's not like he was just telling me something. First, I got to witness it. Then he explained that theory of, I feel compassion for these bad drivers. Because imagine how tough their life is surviving each day as dumb as they are. And I remember, I think I even posted on my Instagram stories. This was a a few weeks back. So if you guys follow me, you saw me post about this. I remember thinking, this is why I now take interest in everyone I meet. And this is now why I know that every single person I meet can offer some form of mentorship. Because in that moment, it was a great reminder to me, the guy who flies off the handle, it was a great reminder to immediately go to compassion, not judgment. Because those individuals, be it driving, be it anything, that you think they're, you know, when they do something, quote, stupid, they've got a tough enough life if that's literally how they operate. And so it was a great lesson for me. And I want to share that with you because it's a great lesson for you that not to switch to compassion, that's a lesson in itself, but more importantly, that anyone, including your Uber driver, can be your mentor, can teach you something. Now, I've got two more examples for you that you're going to like, but I want to explain where this concept of taking interest in people came from. A good friend of mine named David Nori, I always say he could make friends with a tree. And he'll chat up anyone and he'll take interest in anyone. And it seems like he makes best friends with everybody, all the strangers. And I'm just not built that way. I'm more of an introvert. But he once told me, I'm like, what's the secret? Why do you make friends with everybody? And how do you do it? And he said, simple. I just take interest in everyone. And it hit me that day that he explained it to me. He's like, you just have to take more interest in people. People are interesting if you dig and let them be. And from that day on, I kind of made this pact with myself that I was going to start taking more interest in everybody that I came across. And then as I took more interest in everybody that I came across, I realized I started learning lessons that I wouldn't learn. I started learning things I wouldn't learn had I not struck up a conversation with them or at least been open or at least reciprocated when they started to talk. Because I used to do the thing when someone would start to talk to me, I'd give one word answers, kind of sending the message of like, hey, not interested in talking right now, or I'd put my headphones in or something like that. 
But then when I started taking interest in people, I started finding these mentors everywhere. And hence, today's episode, I now treat every single person I meet as a mentor because I know they have something to teach me. So here's another one. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, when I go to our gym here in Santa Monica, we valet park because parking is a nightmare in Santa Monica. And it's the same guy every single day that parks our car. He's awesome. He greets us with a smile. At this point, I'd, I'd borderline call him a friend. And his name is Jorge. Now, not only is Jorge in a great mood every single day, parking cars while people go into the gym, but here's what I learned from him. One day, he showed me his Apple iPhone, the, the health function that tracks your steps and your miles and all that. And he has something like 12,500 miles in. Or I'm sorry, 12,500 steps. Miles would be crazy. 12,500 steps. And he said, yeah, I track my step. I track my steps. And I always try and outdo myself the week prior. So not day to day, because he knows some days he'll be busier than others, but he tracks his steps because he's always trying to outdo how many steps and how many miles he did the week prior. So that was the first thing that I've learned from him is track what matters and try to outdo yourself. You are your only competition, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly. And I've been doing this for a long time. And it was a great reminder when he showed this to me that if you are constantly holding yourself to a standard of beating your last performance, then you're going to get so damn good that the money and the the success and the business and everything else that you're going after, it's just going to show up. And so sure enough, with this big smile, he was so proud. He's like, yep, I try and outdo myself every single week. Now, the other thing I've learned from him, I mean, he's just out there parking cars for basically for rich gym goers, right? The other thing I've learned from Jorge is I've never once encountered him in a bad mood. This is not a glamorous job. It's a job where you're outside running back, forth, back, forth, dealing with people who are probably nowhere near as kind as as Lori and I on a regular basis. And yet he's always so happy. And so another thing I've learned from him is to find the positive. Because I've commented before, I'll say, Jorge, you're always so happy, man. Like, why are you always so happy? Or, hey, I love seeing you happy all the time. And he says, well, it's because I look for the positive. I look for what's fun. I look for what's good. And I find it. And it's such a simple concept. It's not the first time you're hearing this, but it was a great reminder to me the couple of times I've commented on him being so happy that he finds the positive in a job that is very monotonous and mundane and physically you know, stressful and mentally stressful in the whole nine yards. And so from Jorge alone, who parks my car Monday, Wednesday, Friday, he has been a mentor to me because I, once again, knew that he would have something to teach me. And he's taught me to outdo myself daily. In his case, it's weekly. He's taught me to track what matters. And he's taught me to find the positive in no matter what you do or quote, have to do every single day, even if it's mundane and monotonous. So then there's a third guy that accidentally, probably very unknowingly, has provided a piece of mentorship to me. And that is our yard guy, Lionel. <laughs> Lionel's the best. And actually, he's another guy that is just happy every single time I, I, I see him. And 
once I actually stopped him and asked him, I'm like, hey, you know, how long have you been doing yards and, and how much, you know, how, how many do you do a day or, or a week and do you like it and what do you like about it? And this guy freaking loves what he does. Now he's just taking care of yards, just sprucing them up every single week as he stops by. It is not glamorous. It's dirty, right? But here's where Lionel gave me a piece of mentorship. He showed up about a week ago with brand new, great looking teeth. I mean, this guy's smile was on point. Now, here's why that's important. And here's why I noticed. For at least four years or longer, he's been taking care of our yard every single week. And when he would talk to me, he wouldn't smile. Like he'd kind of put his hand over his mouth a little bit and he had a lisp because he was missing the majority of his upper teeth. They're either half broken off or rotted out or totally missing. So, you know, he was making do with like <laughs> maybe five or six half teeth, maybe one or two whole teeth, and the rest just straight up gone. And yet he was always a happy guy, worked really hard in the whole nine yards. And he never expressed anything about the teeth. And of course, I've never asked him about them, but you know, you would definitely notice them, trust me. And when he showed up with brand new teeth last week and he was smiling ear to freaking ear, almost as though he's like, see my teeth, see my teeth. I swear that's what it was. Of course, I complimented him. I said, hey, Lionel, you look great, man. You, you did something with your teeth. And of course, I knew what he did, but I wasn't gonna be like, hey, you got rid of your jacked up teeth, bro. But I said, you look great, man. You did something with your teeth. And in case you guys are wondering what he did that could happen so quickly, he got veneers, right? And uh, crowns and implants. And um, he said, yeah, man, thanks. I really love them. I've wanted them for years. And I've been saving up and trying to get them for years. And I said, wow, how long did it take you? And instead of answering me, he said, well, over the past several years, I've gone to five or six different dentists quoting me twenty eight dollars to $35,000 here in Los Angeles to fix my teeth. He goes, and I, I just didn't see how I could come up with twenty dollars to $35,000. Now, you got to remember, this is probably a guy, you know, he's, he's come up here from Mexico. It's very common here in California. And although he works his tail off, I'll bet you he doesn't make more than thirty dollars or $40,000 a year. And so for him to go to all these dentists, dentists, about the number one insecurity that he has, his teeth. And keep getting quotes, 28 grand, 30 grand, 32 grand, 35 grand. Time and time again. I mean, that was almost like a whole year's salary to fix his biggest insecurity wasn't going to happen. But then he went to, back to Mexico and started researching dentists there. And he got a quote for $10,000 to get the same implants, the same crowns, the same veneers, the same quality, the same everything, just right over the border. And so that's when he realized that he could save up for it. And he asked if he could make three payments and get a little bit of work done. So they have to like put in the implants and like the, you know, drill the, the spikes in there and all the, the things that are not glamorous that you don't see. You don't see the finished product. He asked if he could go back three times and pay them $3,333 each time in cash. 
And they agreed to it. And so sure enough, he went back three times. And the last time he went back is when they actually put all the new veneers on and all the new implants. And he paid a total of $10,000, $3,333 at a time. And he got amazing new teeth, an amazing new smile. He looks incredible. He's so proud of them. He got rid of his single biggest insecurity. Now, what in the heck is the point of my story telling you about Lionel, my yard guy, getting a brand new grill? And it's this, resourcefulness. And if you want something bad enough, you're going to find a way to get the money. He didn't quit when everyone kept quoting him almost a whole year's worth of income. He found a different resource, a different place that could do the same work. And then when he found the extra resource, he still didn't have the 10 grand, but he found the money and he saved up. And he asked if he could make three payments and do this in phases. He was resourceful. And if he, he wanted something so badly that he found a way to save the money, he found the way to get the money. So what are you always complaining about when you say, I want to start the business, but I don't have the money. I want to run the Facebook ads, but I don't have the money. I want to build the website, but I don't have the money. I know there's things that Lori and I once in a while want to do. We're like, oh, I don't want to spend the money. Or I don't know where I'd find the money. Like really, really big things. And yet, here's Lionel out there just rolling up his sleeves and finding the money. Finding a way. And I was so inspired by this. And he was so proud that he did. That once again, I realized, man, I really learned something from you today, Lionel. And thank you for reminding me of the importance of resourcefulness. And if you want something bad enough, you're going to find a way to get the money. And so whether it's that random Uber driver that I had, or whether it's Jorge who parks our car three times a week, or whether it's Lionel, the yard guy, these are all people that if I'm just being really straightforward with you, most people would say they can't learn anything from. Most people, if they were in my shoes, would say, well, I'm quote up here and they're way down here. And I even hate saying that, but I'm just calling some of you out on this. What could I learn from them? And you don't give them a moment's notice and you don't give them any consideration. And you certainly don't go into those conversations saying, what could I learn from this guy or this gal? But I do. For the last couple of years now, I walk into every single situation saying, every single person I meet, I know they can be a mentor to me. I just have to find the lesson. And I think it's one of those things that has skyrocketed our, res- our results. It's one of the reasons why we're so on fire right now. It's one of the reasons that when you guys slide into the DMs, you're like, how did you do this? How did you do that? How do you stay motivated? How do you work so much? How, how do you meet these people? It's because every person I meet, whether they're a billionaire or whether they take care of my yard, I treat them as a mentor with something to teach me. And I share that with you, hoping that you do too. So who has a lesson for you that you might overlook? Who have you been maybe passing by instead of wondering what you could learn from them and looking for the lesson? Because you're missing a lot of gold. You're missing a lot of great nuggets that could probably rapidly grow your business. Like my friend David Norrie said, take interest in everyone. I did. and It's totally changed my life. And of course, when it does for you, you know what happens when good people make good money? They do great things. And listen, speaking of mentorship, I am now taking applications for my elite mastermind. If you make over 500 grand and you want to lock arms with some of the most elite entrepreneurs who think like you, who have goals like you, but you can't find them where you live, 
And if you want to be taught by me personally for one year, if you want to be taught by my team, by Lori, and by all my highest level friends that come in as a favor and lift the curtain on everything to this very elite tribe, then I want you to go check it out and apply at fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash mastermind. Now, I really want you to take a close look at it because there's certain criteria you must meet. And I don't want you to apply if you don't meet that criteria. One of them being you have to make over 500 grand right now to qualify for this mastermind because we show everybody how to get to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight million dollars in there. And you learn that throughout the course of the year and you get the connections, you get the relationships, you get the shortcuts, you get the secrets. But you can't get in the elite one unless you're earning 500 grand a year. And if you are, if you want to lock arms with me and my friends and my team, and if you want us to lift the curtain and share everything with you, then I want you to go check it out right now. Fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash mastermind. Fill out the application. You and I will jump on the phone, see if it's a good fit, and we will invite you into the tribe for 2020. We can't wait. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.